thank you for each one here. I pray that um, our hearts are open, our ears are open to hear the truth of your word today. Uh, Lord, that it is received and acted upon. Uh, Lord, that we would be doers of your word today. Anoint Pastor Buddy as he brings your message to your people this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, I do want to talk a little bit about what we got going on. If everybody can look up here on the screen, uh, August the 25th, we're going to have a really awesome celebration time. And we're talking about water baptism. And I want to tell you a little bit that, about that, give you behind the scenes. If you've not been baptized, we, we want to uh, give you the opportunity to. And I want to explain a little bit about what that means, okay? And I think the best thing that, uh, that I just wrote a couple of notes down, I said the simplest answer to the question is found in the meaning of the word baptize, all right? And it's from the Greek word, which means to submerge in water, all right? So what we're talking about is, is identifying with the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? So I want to talk to you about this just a minute. We don't get baptized to get saved. We get baptized because we are saved. All right? So that's so we want to follow in, in God's word and obedience to what he has us to do. And I put this up here today, the Great Commission. Many of you all are familiar with this, but I'd like to read it to you in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And this is the Great Commission. Jesus says this. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So what we want to talk about here is that it's the act of obedience. It's a, it's a public proclamation of your faith in Christ, and it's our identification with him. We're identifying with his death, burial, and resurrection. Now I want to talk a little bit more about that and, and just make sure that we understand what's going on and, and how we're going to go about that. If you've got any questions about that, grab one of us before you leave today because we want to make sure that uh, you guys have that opportunity. Now, I like to look at it this way. It's an outward change. It's an outward uh, how do I want, expression of an inward heart change, right? I use it this way a lot of times. My wedding band doesn't make me married. It's, a, it's an expression of my love for my wife. Because that heart condition, all right? So it's always about a heart condition. I want you to understand about putting our faith and trust in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the, and the scriptures command us to follow the Lord and his word, right? So just like we had talked, many of us were here a few weeks ago when we talked about that, that the worm goes through the, the uh, metamorphosis stage and it comes out as a butterfly. You know, I love that illustration. I've been, I've been using that thing to, to uh, about every week, but I just love a picture illustration of that. But, you know, what is happening is when we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, okay, when we say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin, all right, he gives us his spirit. He seals us right there. We are saved. We are secure in him, okay? But you know what? He says, do not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. This is our opportunity to say, hey, I have asked the Lord in my, my life. And, and it's a really great celebration, okay? Um, so what we're planning on doing is, um, you know, if anybody wants to talk about that, get with me uh, at the end. I always try to meet you right at the door, and we'll talk more about that. So it's not next Sunday, it's the following Sunday. So all you need to be eligible to do that is, one, to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you hadn't done that, I pray today is the day that you do, and you're going to have an opportunity. Amen? Don't leave here without it. Next, all you need is a T-shirt, some shorts, and a towel. Amen? And, and we'll get it done, all right? And that's going to be a great celebration. And uh, then we're going to come walk back in here, and um, we're going to have some cake and some refreshments, and because it is an awesome time of celebration. I also will tell you this: bring, bring some friends. Tell them, say, "Hey, look, you know, I've given my life to the Lord. I'm going to be obedient to what God calls us to do to follow in, in a believer's baptism. I'd like you to come out." And and you know, that's a great way to witness to people. People say, "Well, what's it all about?" I say, "Well, you know, I've given my life to the Lord, and uh, you know, I recognize that He is my Savior. I've asked Him to come into my life." 
and I put my total faith and trust in what he's done, the death, burial, and resurrection. Isn't it good to know that we serve a living Savior? Amen? See, he didn't stay down, you know? And I, I love this. You know, I was reading it a, a little bit last year in one of the messages that we did. You know, when we think about the angel rolling that stone away on the third day, I want you to remember this. He didn't do that so Jesus could get out. He did that so we could see in. Amen? He is risen. He's got it under control. And let me tell you, he's a risen Savior that loves you right where you are, knows exactly what you're going through, knows what you've done, know where you've been, all those things. And he says, come, I love you that much that I would pay the price for you to, to break the shackles of sin in your life and set you into my family. He's a good God, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. So that is awesome. Amen. Well, you know, uh, we've been working on praise, right? i tell you what, we've, we, this has been a twofer, man. We, we, we just, it's so good we had to uh, spread it out into two weeks. And uh, so we're gonna, I'm going to do a little bit of a, a refreshing. I won't re-preach the message from last week. And if anybody comes here knows I love to take the words and just kind of break them out a little bit. So we took the word praise, and we started last week, and we took P-R-A, all right? And if you guys are here, hopefully you got uh, a sheet because, you know, God might be showing you something. You want to write some notes down, things like that. If you need a pen or something, holler. Mr. Denise will be sure to get that for you. But we talked a little about uh, one of the things the Lord was showing me that, that for the P, not only is it we're talking about praise, but we're talking about the power of prayer. Amen. These are all the little gold nuggets that God showed me through praise. All right. And there's many more, but we just we just kind of uh, boiled them down to a few of these. So if you want to write notes, what we did last week for the P, we had prayer. We talked about peace and power. That's what we got. Peace and power in the Lord Jesus Christ. For the R, we talked about a relationship. We know that we serve a personal God. It's about a relationship. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that, that he restores us, that he revives us. Amen. Anybody need reviving every now and then? Daily. Yes. And he renews our life. He renews us in his word through the power of the Holy Spirit. So guess what? Now we're up to the A. Everybody doing good so far. This is a big one. We, the Lord showed me this, that we are accepted in him. I want you to hear that you're accepted in the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't have to clean up, grow up, act up, whatever you want to do. God says, I love you right where you are, and I'll take you right the way you are. But he loves you so much, he don't want to leave you there. He's got better things for you, amen? He wants to work in your life. He wants to walk in your life. He wants to give you confidence, security. And uh, I'm just thankful for everybody here today. And this is going to be a great time. So we're accepted in him, right? So we're made right in Christ. I love this verse in Romans that said, even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I need to hear that. See, I need to remember that. See, a lot of times, you know, you blow it through the week or whatever like that. And the old enemy says, see, you ain't no good. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can't. All these can'ts. But I'm going to tell you, when God's in it, you can. I can do all things. Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So that was just a little refresher. So guess what we got next? We got I. Everybody ready? Let's see what we got. Oh, I know what I want to do. I'm going to jump the gun on you guys a little bit. This is all based out of Psalm 150. And if uh, you spend time in your Bible, you know that there's 150 psalms. And this is the last one that is recorded. And man, what a beautiful way to bring this thing around. So let's go ahead and read this and then we'll jump on in, okay? It says, praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty works. Praise him for unequal greatness. Praise him with a blast of the ram's horn. You see why we're so loud in here, right? We love to praise the Lord. All right? Praise him with the lyre and harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with strings and flutes. Praise him with a clash of cymbals. And he wants to make sure you get this. Praise him with loud clanging cymbals. 
Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And what's the last part? Praise the Lord. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to praise the Lord because we have intimacy with Christ. All right. So then we're going to start on the eye today and start unpacking. Everybody good? Say amen. amen. All right. I love it. I love it. Well, here we go. What do you mean, buddy, by intimacy? It's a close, affectionate, or loving personal relationship. See, that's what God desires in our relationship. He's not a faraway God. I know when I was little, I knew about God, but I didn't know God. I grew up in a great home. And, and we had a fear of God. We didn't have a relationship with God. If you was to ask me when I was a little boy about God, I would probably tell you that um, he's big, he's up in the clouds, and he's probably just waiting for me to mess up. That's what I thought. I mean, that's, that's sad, but that's kind of what I thought, you know. And I just, just had that in my mind. And I went to church once when I was five, and then when I was 30. That's a lot of time if you're a rock and roller, let me tell you. So God is good. And God loves you so much that he didn't, even, he didn't even get me into church. He got me saved on the corner. See, that's why I love getting outside the walls, you know. Halloween night, y'all heard a million times, but I can't stop telling you about the volume of what God's doing in our life. On Halloween night, when we lived in Fox Hill, a little church on the corner came out and had a thing called Tracks and Treats. And a track is just a Bible track um, with God's word in it. And it asked me this question. And I asked everybody the same question. If you die tonight, are you sure you'd go to heaven? And I read that thing and I said, man, I'm going to hell. Because what I thought was this. I thought, well, man, I haven't killed anybody. I mean, I'm not as bad as this guy down the road. I mean, I had the scales out. God doesn't have scales. God has love for his children, amen? And so I want you to hear that today. Don't try to add it up and all these things like this. Let me think, the only thing that adds up is you in Christ, amen? That's the whole deal. It's the cross plus nothing, okay? It's not like, yeah, I gave my life to the Lord and now I'm going to do this. I gave my life to the Lord and now I've got to do this. No, you get to do this and we'll talk about that in a little bit. So if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, let me tell you, today's your day. You are not here by accident, amen? We prayed you in, okay? <laughs> we prayed you in because we're always excited to have our friends and families here. And so, uh, you know, I, I want you to think about this. When we talk about intimacy and we talk about the love of God, when I was putting this together, the Lord just showed me this. Uh, you know, when we have the opportunity to communicate with the God of wonders, the creator of the universe, and he says, you're special. I love you. All of us. We're God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus, right? You know, sometimes we don't feel like a masterpiece. I always say this, man. When I get up in the morning with this chicken hair, I do not look like a masterpiece. You know what I mean? But good thing he's not grading on a curve like that with that. Say, hey, you know, well, okay, I think I'll take you and get your hair straight. It's not about that. It's a heart straight. It's a heart straight with the Lord, meaning, Lord, I need you. So I want you to hear that because so many times when I speak to folks, I talk to folks about this more than any other thing. And it's about, well, we go, yeah, but I know. And, and it's almost something we say almost every week. I know, but. Well, you know there's no buts. It's Jesus loves you. And Jesus paid the price for you. And all it takes is you putting your faith and trust in what he's done. And then his spirit comes into our life and he wants to guide us. He doesn't want to control us, muscle, it, muscle us around. He doesn't have you in the chicken wing tapping out at the altar. He wants to love you, amen? Right? So I want you all to hear that today. Well, I thought about this. When I was putting this together, I remember when I was a kid, every now and then I got to go to the movies. You know, my folks were pretty strict, and then they would just come up with some crazy stuff. And you think, why did they let me do this? Is this a test? You know, because I'm like, surely I wouldn't let my kid do some of the stuff they let me do. And I just, can we spend a night? Absolutely not. 
Can I ride my motorcycle up and down the street? Yeah, just be careful. <laughs> it's hard to reconcile some of those things, you know. But then, you know, they just they, sometimes they let you do a few things. So we went to this movie one time, and it was called uh, what was it called? Towering Inferno. And I, and you know, I was the youngest in the neighborhood, so I got to go with all the guys that just got their driver's license. Don't let your kids go with people that just got their driver's license, <laughs> you know. And back then, I mean, we're going, hey, can we go through here? And he goes, sure. Can we go over here? Yeah. Can we stay off the curb? Well, I'm trying. You know, we're all over the place, you know. So we go to the movie, right? And we're sitting there, and I'm just excited because I'm, like, staying out past, like, 10 o'clock. I'm just losing my mind. And they're doing this, and all I remember of the movie is that this big, big building was on fire. And everybody was trapped in it. Man, I ate so much popcorn. And stuff, and I'm, I'm thinking, get out, get out, get out. And I thought about this in our own walk. Uh, I remember they had this, like, I, I'm guessing, like, 30-story high building in the and, Fire guys were there and they had the ladder trucks and they had the guy there and he's sweating. He's getting up on the side of there and he goes up to the window, right? And he's like, come on. And he's helping people out, right? From, from those flames looking at their leg. I never saw anybody in the movie go, no, nah, I'm good. Go ahead. You know, he never did that. It's like, I'll get back with you later. Maybe tomorrow, right? And I thought about this when I was putting together. Isn't that what we do with God sometimes? That we're in that building, Right? We know that if we die without Christ, it's hell to pay, amen? But the good news is, is that he's risen and we don't have to go there. He made a way. But you know what? You got to call on him and ask him, amen? Just like with that firefighter coming up to the window on the 30th story, if I'd say, hey, man, uh, no, nah, I don't think I want to go. I'll have to give up too much stuff to go. I'll have to do this. You know, no, we cling to him, wouldn't we? And say, hey, man, take me down. Put me in that safe place. Let me tell you today that you know what? This world is that burning building, amen? This world is that burning building. And I'm here to tell you today that Jesus Christ is here to bring us in and bring us back into his family, amen? And that's just a side note. If we didn't go any farther, that would preach by itself. But I'm going to tell you what, that's a great illustration that God reaches out to rescue us. You, you think about this. When you get up there and, and you're in that situation, do we got any firefighters in here? Emergency people? All right. But you don't go and say, excuse me, I'd like to save you, but um, do you got everything right in your life? You don't say that, right? Excuse me, I'd like to pull you from this wreckage, but, you know, um, you know what you get on your SATs? No, you know what I mean? None of this stuff. Excuse me, we need your credit score. None of that, right? Same with God. He didn't ask you these questions. He says, come. So I just want to kind of break that down a little bit to, to free you up in that, because God is in the rescuing business, amen? And he'll get you home safe. So, let's jump back in here. Well, take a look at this. What else do we got for I? Illuminate. Man, praise God that his word is a lamp unto our feet. If you want a word anchor for that, I always give you something to tie it down to God's word. Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. Man, his word charts our course. Now, I got a friend of mine that does a lot of boating. I got several friends that does a lot of boating. And, uh, and I've been out with one of them. And uh, I'm going to go out with the other one soon. But I guarantee you that they will chart the path out where we're going. I know when I go with Grayson, he's got all these little things. Tell you how fat the fish are and everything else. And really all I care about is what did Debbie put in the cooler? You know, I'm serious. I'm just like, hey, I'm good. But man, he could tell us where we're going and, and all these things. Sonny, I call it your ministry, brother. I call it your ministry. Sonny taking the kids out now and showing them some stuff. 
And, and man, God's just been working in that. And my, my uh, niece and nephew went a few weeks out on the fishing camp, and I thought that was awesome. And I, I talk to my, my niece and nephew as much as I can, but sometimes they're a little quiet. I have never had Heather talk to me as much as when she came back off there. It was amazing. Uncle Buddy, look at this. And she had that map. Y'all give her a map, and she said this. And I said, Heather, let me ask you a question. If you had old Uncle Bud out in that boat, you think we'd get home? She goes, I think so. See, that's confidence. That's confidence. Because they had a map. Amen? They had somebody take some time and pour into them. Let me tell you today, have the confidence of Christ. Because his word is a map for our, for our lives. Amen? And let me tell you, Holy Spirit is the one. He's navigating. He's loving us, right? And that's what I want you to hear today. Well, let's keep on rolling. Talking about the Holy Spirit. He's our guide. And I mentioned this a little earlier. He's not our controller. Amen? You know, you know, you know, he, God did not build robots. Aren't you glad? I am saved. I am saved. You know, no, he, he wants you to allow him to express himself through you in the uniqueness of who you are. I guess you figured that out when I was preaching, right? Because everybody said, well, uh, who do you preach like? I said, I have no idea. I'd like to be saved that I preach like Jesus because he's my role model, you know, but that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to be talking about Jesus, you know, and, and man, I tell you, uh, we had a chance to go to a revival last week. Man, let me tell you, it's, it's nice when they get all excited about what Jesus is doing. And then one of the messages that the guys had, we went for a couple of days, and he, he said, he had a question like this. Let me see if I can remember. He said, he asked, he said, you know, in the Bible, he said, where did you lay Jesus? You know, and some people said, well, he's dead. And the title of his message was this. The good news, let's see, the good news is the bad news was wrong. <laughs> and I said, what? The good news is the bad news is wrong because he's risen. Amen? That's what we want to talk about today, a risen Savior. And man, that was just a beautiful, beautiful illustration how God said, you know what? I got it covered. I got you covered. Well, Holy Spirit in our life, look, God loves us enough to set us free, but he also loves us enough to give us free will. Sometimes I wish I didn't have free will because I don't always choose right, you know? But let me tell you, God allows you to earn terms. Amen? God puts you back in the game. He doesn't just, just say, okay, you're off the team. He said, no, you're on the team for the long haul. Let's get back in the game. Amen. I want you to hear that. I want you to hear that today because I know one thing. I wouldn't even stand up here for five seconds if I didn't believe any other way than what God teaches in his word there. Because he says, you know what? Hey, you know what? Even today I said, Lord, you know, I, I just want them to see you, Lord. I just want, want them to see you. And he says, you know what? I got it. You know, you think I'm always happy, go lucky, everything like that. Everybody else has a trouble too sometimes. I'm going to tell you what, when I get like that, that's when I got to press into what God says. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. You know, and like we said last week, most of the time when you don't feel like praising the Lord, that's the time you better be praising him. Amen. When you don't feel like praying, guess what? That's the time to, to be praying. That's what I found in my life. And God's always got time for you. Amen. Just like we said last week in prayer, right? It's just like, our, you know, we think about our phones, you know, well, maybe God's too busy. You know, maybe he's counting the minutes. Maybe I prayed too much. Man, you've got unlimited calling with Jesus. Amen. All right? Don't worry about the data. He's got it covered. So Holy Spirit is our guide. You don't have to figure it all out. Just trust God. When God showed me that, I said, well, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. And then he keeps pouring in and filling us up. Amen? And I love this right here. He doesn't call us to go it, go it alone. And you know, so many times that uh, we just get wore down by the things of the world. I mean, there's, there's, things, there's, there's people hurting, man. I understand we go through stuff, loss and tough times and jobs and families and all that. But, but let me tell you a little scripture you might want to write down. You can go look it up in a little bit, okay? John 4, 14, all right? This is Jesus. He says, but those who drink the water I will give 
excuse me, the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. See, that's people say, man, how are you? Aren't you tired? Yeah, sometimes, but I'm going to tell you what. What God's got going on is more important than what I don't have going on. Amen. So I get excited about that. I get excited when I think, man, look what God's doing. Look what God's doing in here. Look what God's doing in your life. It's amazing, and I want to be a part of that. You know, Lord, use me in a mighty way. I've got a God story coming. Y'all ready? I'm just giving you a little, I'm just giving you a little heads up. I'm, I'm sitting there holding back, but I've got to tell you a story about this week. But anyway, he says, you know what? If you drink in of me, God's word, his water, you know, uh, the spirit of the Lord living in us. You know, nobody would ever go out and think, well, I think I'll eat today and I'll come back in seven days and eat, eat again. You wouldn't do that, right? I would not. I'd probably be divorced in a week because I wouldn't even like me. Every time I go on the diet, they go, please eat. Please eat. I don't understand that. But y'all would if you were around me. <laughs> you know, so we need to be feeding ourselves, Right. And now that we're growing and going in the Lord, guess what? God wants you to feed yourself. He wants you to read his word. Amen. You guys are, are, are digging in and everything else. And you know what? If you're just starting out and got to take some baby steps, that's all right. We'll come alongside. We ain't too busy to share some Jesus. Amen. So let's take a look at this. I want you to look at this right here. Oh, that's where we wanted to get going. Our identity. What do we have in the power of our identification with Christ? When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, let me give you a scripture for that, and I use this a lot. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. So if any man be in Christ, or woman, right, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, behold, the new has come. I share that a lot because I want you to know God's done a mighty work in your life. You say, well, I don't, I don't feel saved. What does it feel like to be saved? Everything goes right? That's not what his word says. You know, it's not, that's based on emotions. See, don't get wrapped around emotions. Dig into the truth. Don't snack on the lie of the devil. Feast on the word of God. Amen. All right. Fill up on faith. So what I want you to understand, the power of our identification is vital. It's vital. Why? Because we got forgiveness. His righteousness is imputed to us. Right? Okay, look at this. His love and freedom. Oh, we freedom. We can do anything we want. That ain't what I said. And that's not what he said. But I'm going to tell you what we have the freedom. Now we have a choice. Prior to, to giving our life to the Lord, we didn't have a choice. We were dead in sin. All of sin and fall short of the glory of God. Guess what? You were shackled to sin. You were sin everywhere you go. But see, God, through the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and us putting our faith in him, he broke those shackles. You've got free will now. Can you sin? Yeah, you can choose to. But you know what? He loves you enough, just like your kids. You get them in and you say, hey, look, this is what's best. And they go, no, I want to do this. And they do that, and guess what? They reap the consequences. Do you stop loving them? No. Do you get a little upset with them sometimes? Yeah. You know, everything else. But God, in his love, he just keeps loving. It just keeps pouring out. That water just keeps flowing. Man, bubbling up. Come on back. Come on back. Come on back. You know? And so I want you to hear that today. God says, come on back, amen. Come on back, as we say in Buckrow. Come on back. All right? God's there for us. Well, i got a few more things I want to share with you. I wrote this down and underlined it, so I really want to make sure I slow down and make sure everybody gets this. What happened to you through Jesus is greater than anything that has happened to you in your life. I want you to hear that. What happened to us in Jesus is greater than any other thing that has happened or will happen in your life. Let me tell you right now, I am not minimizing anybody's troubles, okay? Never, never. Y'all know I'm a compassionate person. I'll pray with you, I'll cry with you, i love on you, whatever. But I want you to hear this. What happened to us in Christ is greater than all those things. Even though if we don't see it now, we will see it. 
says, no eyes seen, no ears heard, and no mind can imagine the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Do you love the Lord? Amen? That's what I'm talking about. So you know what? Even if we don't see all of it right now, we can trust in his word that he's got us covered. Amen? Because there's some tough times. But God said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. God brings people around you to love on you. God will, God will just speak to your heart. Amen? So I want you to hear that today, that we have just a great multitude of God's grace and love. I wrote this down too. It says, when we see what Christ has done, the reality of the redemption swallows up our past and gives us a new future in grace. Amen? I want you to hear that. See, the devil always try to get you plowing looking backwards. And you'll be over in the beans and the corn and everything else. God said, look to me. We've got a song about that we're going to share in a minute. Look to me. When everything else is going on and the storm's coming up and the waves coming up, focus on the Lord. Don't try to figure out all the other stuff because we're not. You know, We're just not going to figure it all out. But if we take and step with him, Lord, you know what? I know that no man can pluck me out of my father's hand. So, Lord, you know what? You know I'm going through this storm. You know I'm lonely. You know I'm hurt. You know what's happened. You know what's been said. I don't know, but God knows. And he says, I love you. I love you. My grace is sufficient. I'm going to carry you on through. Yeah, but Lord, I really blew it. That's why I died on the cross. To reinstate you, to restore you, to renew you. Now, that ought to be freeing somebody here today. Because I know it is me. Every time I hear about that, the freeing of the power of God that sets us in the family. Isn't that something? We're set back in his family. That's good. Family's a good thing. Right? Now, let me just tell you. Everybody's got some crazy family somewhere along the line. There's probably people in West Virginia preaching on me today that we got a crazy guy. And a, you know, whatever. But you know what? We love them all the same. We love them all the same. And that's all right. Their uniqueness, sometimes we don't appreciate all their uniqueness. I find people don't appreciate all my uniqueness sometimes, especially at work sometimes. And uh, you know what? I just, I just keep praying and they just keep, what they doing? <laughs> but you know, it's okay. But what I hope to, what I hope happens is this, is that, that I will just step back and they'll see God through me. And I'm going to tell you, more times than not, when things start, start going a little crazy like that, Next thing you know, they come over to you and say, hey, man, uh, what's up? Everything's good. How come you ain't freaking out about this and that and everything else? I said, I don't, I don't have any control over that. Yeah, but what happens if they lay us off? I said, God will provide. Well, what happens about this? I said, well, I'm trusting God. Well, what, what, what you going to do about this? I'm going to pray, man, and let God handle it. They said, well, why don't you pray for everybody? But last week, you, they didn't want you to do that. So guess what we do, right? As Christians, we said, ha, ha, ha. No, we don't. We say, opportunity. Open the door and say, yeah, man, let's pray. Let's pray. Hey, Lord, you know what? Come into this situation and work it out just the way you will. Man, let me tell you, you your, your work is a ministry. Now, y'all know I love to go to Food Line every week for my mom, right? You know I said, you know it's coming, right? Well, I was there yesterday, and they said, oh, baby, you're here early. I said, yeah. And, and the lady jumped out behind the counter, gave me a big hug over there. And you know where I go first, right? I go over to where all the cakes and stuff are. I love it over there. So, man, the bakery ladies down, down in uh, uh, Nickerson Plaza there, man, they got a ministry going on. And I said, look, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate it. Every time I come, every time I come in there, they ask, how's your mama doing? They ain't never met my mom. But they always say, how's your mama doing? I said, she's doing all right. All right, that's good. Hey, you better get some of those, those little cookies over there. You say your mom's like that? Always fixing me up. And I said, hey, I jumped over there. I said, I just want to tell you all something. She said, what? The one of the little ladies said, yes. 
I said, you all are a blessing. She said, I said, this is y'all's ministry. She said, you got that right. This is our work ministry. I said, well, it shows. See what they're doing there. They're just loving people, right? But I tell you what, if the doorway comes open, they'll tell you about Jesus real quick, amen? Give you a cupcake to go. I'll tell you what, it's amazing. So how do we work at our workplace? I don't mean somebody comes up, you got to go up there and slap their hand with the Bible. Just love them in the Lord, right? That's all we're saying. Just, just, you know what? Illuminate Christ to them, amen? That's what I want you to hear today. So God takes us right where we are, loves us just the way we are, and then he puts our, our, our feet on a path of grace and continues and just walks with us, amen? Yeah, see, God's grace blots out your past failures and starts charting new possibilities for the day. Isn't that good? Would y'all ever play? I, when I, uh, I had a friend of my mom, his mother used to play. We take some serious, serious uh, opposition when we get ready to do some hide and go seek where I grew up. I mean, it don't matter if you're young, old, whatever. My buddy's mom used to play, right? And she was probably, I don't know, she's probably my age now. Man, she would get up on a tree like this. And so we got, man, so man, your mama can run pretty fast, but I don't think she's going to get to home base. You know, right? And so she's like, that's all right. So, because once you see them, you got to tag them. So we used to say, we see it, you know, and you're out. No, 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 that's way too, that's way too easy. You got to take them down. And my buddy said, don't you take my mom out. We won't. He's like this. She's like, you ready? I'll go this way. You go that way. Man, let me tell you, that woman had long arms. Right? We take off and she's going to home base. We got you. We got you. We got you. Woo! Just like that, man. Me and my buddy's like, ooh, you're following the gym and everything else. Man, she was coming on home, right? So what, what does that have to do with all this stuff? I really don't know, but that was a good story. No. <laughs> I'll tease you. I'll tease you. You know what? A lot of times we think we got to hide back over here or, you know, we got to sneak in and do this. Hey, what I'm saying is this. You know, don't hide what God's doing in your life. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, whatever. That lady was taking time with us playing but she was also ministering to us. But we didn't even realize it. Right? And let me tell you, she's a tooth chipper too. She'll knock you down and pray for you all in the same breath, you know? But that's okay. But now, look, how long ago? 40 years ago, and I'm still talking about that. But see, God showed me those things as time goes on. Man, don't think you're too old. Don't think you're too tired. Don't think you're too young. God will use you, even in the game of hide and go seek, if you're going to glorify God in it. Amen? I just want you to hear that. Well, think about this. A lot of times people hear what we're saying about the intimacy. They hear it here, but it doesn't drop down into the heart where they embrace it. I pray that you embrace that today, all right? Because the next thing I want to talk about is servanthood. Everybody doing good, right? Here we go. Serving is about the heart, not about the task. See, when, we, when God gets a hold of our life, we no longer want to settle for what is good, but we desire what is great. Amen? You ever notice that? We desire what is great because God has put greatness in each one of us. And, and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we get to express that into what God's given us to do. Amen? So I think that's just amazing that God gives us so many opportunities to share his love. Well, look at this. We talked about this a while back, but it's worth repeating. We serve from the position of we get to, not we got to. I want you to hear that today. A lot of times, so, well, I got to go to church. I guess I got to go here. I guess I got to go. No, we get to. You don't have to. But you know what? When God touches your heart, you ought to want to. You know? And I realize we can't always do all the things at the same time that we want to do them. But I'm going to tell you what. God is willing to use you right where you are anytime you're available. Are you available today, church? I hope so. Well, I'm going to tell you what. As we do this, 
We become people conscious instead of self-conscious. The thing, if you want to drive me crazy, this will do it. Hey, let's go ahead and do this. You know? Oh, I can't. I'm okay with I can't. And then if you say why, I just can't. Why? I just can't because I just couldn't do that. Why? I mean, can, you know, whatever it is. And, and what happens is they put that they put that little stick in the spoke and you go, I can't do that. That's as far as I'm going. That's as far as I'm going. I'll be right there. That's it. And you know what? They miss out on so much of a blessing, amen? They miss out on so much of a blessing. Don't hold anything back from God, amen? Well, I'm going to tell you what. This is what I've been waiting to get to. Y'all ready? Now, last week, you know, we went to Ohio and God did a mighty work up there and we got to be a part of that and it was awesome. And we came back. Some young lady got stuck with sitting with me for about an hour on the plane. But the good news is Jesus showed up. Before we touched down, she gave her life to the Lord. Amen. So that's God working. Amen. All the time. So it was off Monday. I had to catch up on a few things for my mom. All right. So I got this plan. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to go to the bank. I got to do all these things. How many people know we always got a big list to do, right? But how many know that God will work in the middle of your list if you let him? So I go, I said, oh, I'm going to go down to Fox Hill. I can hit those two banks. I got this. I'll grab an egg McMuffin. Mom will be happy. Everything's good. I got it. So I go to the bank, and everybody and their brother was in the bank at the same time. I'm thinking, man, well, don't y'all work? You know? You know? I'm on vacation. I'm just, you know. But they were on their lunch break. <laughs> All right? So they're there, and it's a long line. I'm thinking, man, I cannot believe this. And I look over in the corner. And there was an elderly black lady over there sitting down like this, kind of crouched over. Pocketbook bigger than anything Clint Eastwood ever carried on a horse. <laughs> and, and, a little, and, a, and a little cane. And she started to walk up. And I thought, man, Lord, she looks like she could use a hand. And I'm always very careful because, you know, I'm like, hey, how you doing? They're going, stop! You know? So I got I to kind of tune that down, you know? I'm thinking, uh, hey, uh, I just, I was just praying. I said, Lord, you know, if I can help that woman, I'm available. Went on up there. She got and did her business. And she walked by. And I said, how you doing, man? She smiled. And I went on. And I went up and did my banking. And I came on out of there. And the lady still wasn't all the way off, off the property. I mean, she's just very slow. And, man, again, I said, Lord, this, this woman's got her money, whatever money she's got in an envelope in her hand, money hanging out here, walking across, getting ready to go out in the parking lot. I go, this is not good. This is not good. So I'm walking, and I go, hey, ma'am, how you doing? She goes, hey, honey. I said, uh, are you waiting for your ride? She said, yeah, my friend's going to pull around and get me. I said, can I stand with you till they come back? She said, that'd be nice. That's all I said. I said, I think that's what the Lord have us to do. He wants us to look out for each other. So the story begins. I'm there. I said, well, how you doing today? I didn't have anything. I just had my regular street clothes on. Didn't have anything else going on. Had my sunglasses on. And she says, you know, honey, I usually do pretty good, but today I'm hurting. I said, well, you know what? I ain't leaving until you get in that car. She said, that's nice. So the lady pulls up, and I walk and get her in the car, and she still got this money up here. I'm thinking, Lord, please don't let money blow out. She think I robbed her. You know? That's <laughs> what yeah, so I'm thinking. All these things. The devil said, you better just leave it alone because that money gets gone. They're going to come looking for you. I'm thinking, no, I'm just telling her to help her. Right? So she gets there, and she's in a, it's in a little Mustang. I'm thinking, I ain't never going to get this lady in this Mustang. Right? So I open the door up, and she comes around. And I said, watch your head. She said, I hit my head on the way here. I said, get it, get it. Got her in there. Got her in there. Got her, got her dress all tucked in there. Got a cane in there and everything. And I said, well, you just have a great day. 
And I reached over in that car. And I said, let me buckle you in. I want you to get home safe. And when I did, I clicked that buckle. And I removed my hand back like And she grabbed my hand. That lady's hand was like velvet, soft, warm. And she looked at me. I said, you know what? I said, can I pray for you? She said, yes, Jesus, you can pray for me. So I'm leaning on the car. And I began to pray for this lady for healing, for her body, for protection and everything else. That's good. Her friend's reaching her hand out. And we're praying. And I get ready to get up. But she grabs a hold of my hand. And that woman starts praying for me. And I'm going to try to get through this right here. She said, Lord, this man humbled himself to take time out for me. I want you to bless him today. And then she said, Lord, I know that you'll use this man in his ministry to save many souls, Lord. How did she know I had a ministry? I never said I had a ministry. I never said a word. And she's talking, man, she's, she's reading my mail. This woman is talking like she just opened up and she's talking about my family. She's praying for the ministry. She's praying for the church. She's praying for all these things, man. And I stopped hearing her with my ears and I started hearing her with my heart. And I'm telling you, man, they, they talk about the, the glory of God is the weightiness of God. Now I'm, I'm slumped over the side of the car, man, like this. And I'm bawling. Right? I'm just bawling. And I got my cool daddy shades on and then I lift them up like this to go like that. And I look, and this woman's looking at me. And she's staring through my life, man. She's just staring through my life. And I thought last night, I said, you know what, Lord? I might not ever see that woman again here on earth. But when I get to heaven, I'll pick her smile out anywhere. Man, what a smile she had. When she finally finished praying for me and let go of me, I was so overwhelmed. I got up and walked three cars in the wrong direction. I'm like, I'm not, my car's over there. And I walked back by, I said, I was still crying. And she said, you'll be all right, honey. I said, yes, ma'am. And then I got in the car and I was thinking, what just happened? I just wanted to be a blessing, but I got blessed. I just thought, you know what, Lord, if you use me, I, I want to protect you. I was thinking, if my mama was out there, if my friends was out there, if my grandmother was out there, man, Lord, send somebody to walk beside them, to stand with them. All I said, can I stand with you? All I said is, can I stand with you? And God said, oh, yeah, I got something for you. It's amazing. Last night when I started working on that, I started crying again. You know what? I tell you what, man, I used to think I was a tough guy, but God got a hold of me. I don't need to be tough. I got Jesus, amen? That's all right with me. So you know what? Hard head and a soft heart. Amen? So I was thinking about that. I said, Lord, I, I still, it's amazing. Thank you for that lady speaking into my heart. This is what he showed me last night. He said, that's the harmony of the Father. When two instruments are in the hand of God, I can make a beautiful harmony. I said, I what? I started writing down. He said, harmony, peace, and power. I, I, I was just, man, God was still speaking to me when I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this last night. And I go, wow. See, I could have been wrapped up in my list and missed that. I could have said, well, you know, she's all right. She's got somebody coming around. No big deal. I could have listened to the lie of the devil and said, well, they're going to think you're trying to rob the old lady, right? You know, whatever. But I said, no. That's a saint right there. That's God's, that's God's chosen vessel right there. And you know what, Lord? I'll stand in the gap. Send me. Hey, let me tell you what. There's opportunities every day. Every day. How, I mean, I'm so thankful that lady walked so slow, right? Because I got a chance to see a mirror of Christ. I pray that he's seeing a mirror of Christ through our lives, amen? Think about that. 
Look, I'll tell you what, this week, just look around. God's going to bless you, I guarantee you. He will use you in a mighty way. So look at this. We've been set apart as a mighty instrument in the hand of God. You ever think of yourself as a mighty instrument in the hand of God? Well, I'm going to tell you what. When God's in it, it's all the difference in the world. And, and we're secure in that. I want you to know that we have security in Christ. Amen? So many times we, we just feel like, man, we don't measure up. And I say this every week. We measure up fine in Christ. And I love to see what God's going to do next. See, when I get up in the morning, I'm thinking, Lord, what do you got planned today? There's many people wake up and they go, oh, my gosh, we got this to do. We got that to do. And I can't believe this and this is going on. Hey, just change your perspective a little bit. Instead of looking at the problem, lift them up to the problem solver. And I can promise you things will start changing. Amen. Don't look at what you don't have. Right. Look at what you do have. And what you do have is an awesome, loving God that sets us free, sets us in the family. Amen. Redeems us, restores us, revives us and gives us a new day. Anybody glad for a new day? Amen. Absolutely. So we're securing him. And I want you to know this. I got a, I got something I want to share coming up here that, you know, you say, man, I, I don't know. You mean God feels that way about me? Absolutely. I want to give you a verse here that's going to bless you. When, when Jesus was here with his disciples on earth, he was already praying for you and me. Did you know that? He was already thinking about us. I'm going to show you. I'm prove it to you. Ready? Take a look at this. John 17, 20. Jesus speaking to his disciples that are around. Now, look at this. He said, my prayer is not for them alone, meaning it's not just for people that are hearing right here. But look at this. He says, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. Who's that? It's me and you. He was already praying for all those that would believe their message. Do you believe his message? He's praying for you. He's praying for me. Think about that. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message. What's the message? Jesus saves. Amen. I went through the line the other day and they always say, would you like to give a dollar for this? Would you like to give a dollar for this? And sometimes I can and sometimes I can't. But every time I do and they give me a little thing to write on there, I don't put buddy. I don't put the Chapman family. I write with the biggest marker they got and I put Jesus saves. Here you go. Here's another one. So anytime you go there, here's another one. Here's another one. Because I want somebody, I want them to jar their thought. Well, let's see. Okay, the Johnsons, this Jesus saves. Yes, he does. Man. Be a billboard for Jesus anywhere you can. I guarantee you, you will not come back bored with that, amen? So look at this. We're talking about servanthood. I hope you take away from this today is this, is that we get to, that we don't have to. That we should desire to because of what God's done for us. You know, uh, I know everybody's family is not the same. I'm very blessed to come in a family that was very loving, and I know there's a lot of loving families here. And if you come from a family that it wasn't loving, you got one now. We love you right where you are. And God's a loving father, so I want you to hear that. But see, I think back sometimes in my life, how did I not, and I messed up plenty, I've messed up plenty, and, and God's still doing the work. I said, how did I not get on, on drugs and stuff? I mean, when you're in a, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And people would ask me that. They said, hey man, how did you not, how did you make it out with no drugs? I said, it would kill my mom and dad. That's the first thing that would happen. It would kill my mom and dad. It would just, it, it would have took him out. You know? Now, if you've done that, guess what? God says, guess what? What happened to you and me is greater than anything in the past. You know? So there's plenty of things that I did that would probably kill my mom and dad if they were dead to take them over the top. But let me tell you, God's grace is bigger than our past. Amen? That's what I want you to hear. You know? Plenty of mistakes made for each and every one of us every day. But God's grace is new and mercy is new every morning. I want you to hear that today. 
I want you to hear about the love of God. I want you to hear about God reinstating us in the family to make that relationship right. See, why do we sin? Because we, we came in through Adam, right? One man sin is disobedience, right? We sin. All sin and fall short of the glory of God. All right, but through one man, Jesus, amen, through his act of obedience, we can have the gift of life. We can have grace. We can be set back in there. That's what I'm clinging to. That's the truth of God's word, amen? So let's keep on rolling. We need to exalt the Lord because he's worthy, amen? We're doing all right? Everybody taking notes, smiling? Everybody's ready. Exalt. Well, what do you mean by that, buddy? Exalt means this, to praise, to raise in rank, honor, power, character, quality, elevate. I put it this way. It shows that we put God in his rightful place. That's my translation. It just shows that we put God in his, his rightful place. That we put him on the throne and we get out of the way. But see, a lot of times, we, we, we did a skit a long time ago. We did a skit a long time ago. Me and Miss Tanya did one. And, and we had, this, uh, had that uh, stool up there representing the throne, you know. And she comes out there and she sits on there and she's doing this. And she goes, oh, Jesus, I, I, I want you to be on the throne of my heart. So I play Jesus. I come out here and I'm sitting right this. Okay. And then as soon as something comes up, we want to edge him off the throne. Want to edge Jesus over here? Jesus all the way over here, right? But then, once everything gets bad, we want to put him back up here. Where were you, Jesus? Well, you knocked me off the throne. You know, you 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 chose to go your way and not my way. See, sometimes those little illustrations will speak to your heart. I know a lot of times I need to check and see who's who, who's sitting in the right spot. And a lot of times I try to edge God out. I call ego edging God out. Sometimes we can get confident in ourselves instead of confident in Christ. God will never let you down. Men will always let you down. Don't try to, but guess what? We're still a work in progress. But the good news is, you know what? He's working on us and he'll take you where you are. Amen? All right, so we want to, we're want we talking about praise. This is where we're at, exalting the Lord. Well, we get to experience his presence. Man, as we praise the Lord, you know, this is what I pray through, through time of prayer and praise and worship, that his presence starts to be poured out on us. I talk about this a lot. Because I think, in my mind, I think it's hard to praise the Lord with a hardened heart. And you might start out with a hardened heart, but I guarantee you, if you just start praising the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord will start softening your heart, tilling the, the tough spots in your heart. And guess what? Then your ears start opening. And you start hearing the Word of God. And guess what? That's medicine for your soul. Amen? Medicine for your soul. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. What are you listening to? So many times we're listening to everybody else except what the Lord has. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. You can never spend too much time with the Lord and you can never outgive God. Amen. That's what I want you to hear. Well, let's keep on going. We get to encounter his love. Man. His love brings healing. His love brings peace. It brings purpose to our life. You ever thought about that? It brings healing to our life. Well, let's talk about healing for a minute. You know, a lot of times we want physical healing and God is in the healing business. But I'm going to tell you what else. He healed the relationship between our sinful nature and where we need to be in right relationship with him. He did it. He did it. He did it. Amen. Every time I turned around and, and I thought, man, every time I said this earlier, I was always saying, I can't. I can't do this. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why it hits my heart so hard. Because I was one of the guys, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. And I found out little is much with Jesus in it. Little is much with Jesus. And God says, you can with me. You can with me. You can with me. Because I'm going to tell you right now, God can take something that you thought would never work out and bring it around and be so much more. So much more. So in your families, let me tell you, God can make it 
even better. In your marriage, God can make it better. Just open the door and say, Lord, I need you to work in this. I need you to work in this. You know, sometimes, I know with me, I like to try to fix things. Anybody like to try to fix things? You know? And if you come to my house, you say, buddy, stop fixing things. It's going to cost you a whole lot less money. Because you're going to have to pay for the guy to come to fix what you've been fixing the whole time. But I'm talking about even in relationships. I try to fix things and different things. You know, and, and I, sometimes I come to the place, the reality of, I can't fix that. I can't fix that. And that's when I say, wow, man, I feel so helpless. But let me tell you, you're never helpless in Christ. You're in the right spot. When we're in a place where we say, Lord, I surrender. It's yours. And you know, sometimes it happens immediate. Sometimes it happens over time. Just like going back in that story with my friend's mom. I can tell you as time went by, we could get to talk to her about different things. Look at those relationships that were built early on. You know, I, I know when I had the privilege of teaching guitar for a while, I said, this is just the extension of the ministry. And I always said, well, one thing, if God's not in it, we can't win it. Every time somebody would come over, we would pray. I said, hey, look, we'll pray. And the only thing Mr. Butter says, I get the right of refusal on the songs. Because I'm not playing some crazy stuff. I play a lot of different stuff, but that's it. How did I think that was going to work out later? I don't know. But I can tell you what, when my kids grew up that I was teaching, and they got to college, hey, Mr. Buddy, you got a minute? Guess what? Because I took time in that relationship. Right? I'm telling you, when you're on that boat, Sonny, you're building those relationships. You'll be surprised. I said, Mr. Sonny, you got a minute? All of us in work and different things like that. Just taking a little time for them to encounter his love through you makes all the difference in the world. See, sometimes you like to talk to mom and dad and it's just a little too close. But if you can talk to somebody that loves you and somebody that will encourage you and know that will give you the best information they can because if I give some information, I don't want to give you the best that I got. I want to give you what God's got. Let's take that and lay it on, on, on the backdrop of God's word and let's see what God says about that. Over and over and over, phone call after phone call after phone call. Bless me. Bless me to do that. You know? To be able to, to have that opportunity to, to speak into some young folks' life and encourage them. How is God using you to speak into other lives? Amen? Well, guess what else? We get to express our love towards Him and praise. You know, a lot of times, I've, I've heard this over the years. People say, well, let's go ahead and play some songs so we can get to the meat of the Word. I think you're missing it. It's a total package. Amen? It's a total package. We get to praise the Lord. Just, just bask in his presence. And God's doing the work from the time we start and when we head out of here, take him with you, amen. Let God do the work in our lives, amen. I was thinking about this here. It's, isn't it great to have brothers and sisters in Christ that you can talk to? That's amazing. I'm going to tell you, you don't got to tell everybody your dirty laundry or anything like that. You just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling this. I, I'm feeling like I really could use some prayer today. Okay. You know, isn't that something? They don't have to need, need to know every single thing. God already knows. But you know what? Just make sure that they're giving you uh, right out of God's word. Amen. And that's why it's good for us to know God's word. That's why it's good for us to have God's word. That's why we need to read it for ourselves. So you know what? When I say something or anybody else, I say, well, where did you get that from? That's why I like giving you scripture references so you can have that to grab hold to and go back, and that's why we love doing the little handout. Because maybe something was said here today, you say, well, well I'm going to go take a look at that. You know, we want to encourage you. We want to equip, equip you with the Word of God. And my final thing here before I pray for you is this. Hold nothing back. Hold nothing back. That's my prayer. Jesus didn't hold nothing back. Aren't you glad he didn't go halfway to the cross? Amen.
He didn't just kind of, well, got on the cross and I'm, I'm out. He went the whole way because he said, you are worth it. Now I want you to say, I want you to say this with me. I am worth it. I want you to say it a little bit loud. I am worth it. I, I hope you realize that today, that you are worth it. And you're not here by a mistake or a chance. You're here because I believe God has a word for you today. My prayer is, Lord, hide me behind that cross and speak your word and your wisdom to folks today. Lord, that they hear what they need to hear. Now, you know what? There's a crowd this size. I'm sure that we've got a lot of things going on. But I want to tell you what. We just need to bring them on into Jesus. Amen. So today, I want to ask you this. Let's go back to the first thing I talked about. I want sometimes people, I know for me, if I can see a picture, it helps me. If you're here today, and let's go back to that picture of that 30-story building that's on fire. Right? And you're in a situation, you say, man, I just don't know what else to do. I'm telling you that Jesus Christ is here today to rescue you because he loves you. Because he wants to take you right the way you are and love you. You say, well, man, but I, I just don't understand that. You know what? Trust God. What must I do to be saved? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Didn't say clean up. Didn't say give up. Didn't say any of those things. Didn't say, uh, you know, sign up for the church. Uh, you know, this and that, any of those things. I'm talking to your heart today, I pray. I pray that you hear what I say today. I pray that... God has to say. I want you to hear what I have to say. I pray that you hear what God says. And, and I believe God's telling us, look, that everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Why we're going to praise the Lord? Because He's worthy. He loves you. He's paid the price for you to rescue out of your sin and set you in the family of God. And that's called grace. I like to say it this way. God's riches at Christ's expense. Now let's go back to this. He's here today through His Word, through His Spirit, to say, come to me. You know, you say, well, man, what's the neighbors going to say? They're probably going to say, hallelujah, we've been praying for you. You know? We went to that revival last week. Probably 100 people there. Listen to me close. The last night of the revival, the man says, look, the altar's open. If anybody wants to give their life to the Lord, come up here right now and we'll pray for you. We even make it easy on you right here. We just say, raise your hand. You know, so we can pray with you. Whatever you want to do, if you want to come up, whatever. And he said that. And I'm going to tell you, as soon as that man said that, I was praying, I was praying, Lord, give them the courage to say, I need you. I know they know they need you. I know I need you. You know, I've given my life to the Lord. But Lord, we need you. Give them the courage. And this little girl, I think she was 12 years old, something like that. This little girl come up there. And she said, I need Jesus. I want to tell you the rest of the story. It's amazing. That little girl was working in the church. That little girl helps do everything. She was serving. She had him up here. But that night she says, I need him right here. You with me? She says, I got him in my head. I understand that. But I need my Savior. And she came up and gave her life to the Lord. Twelve-year-old girl. God gave her the courage. He gave her the courage. As you close your eyes as I pray for you today. Father, I, I pray for the ones that are here to hear this message online, wherever they're at, that they'll hear this, Lord. But I pray for the folks that I'm, I'm talking to right here, right now, and those that will hear later. If they're not sure that they will spend eternity with you, I pray that they, they just look up here right now, because I'm going to tell them how to do it. It's not what I've done, it's what you've done. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, 
I ask you to listen close to what I say. Just raise your hand up and say, Lord, come into my life. If that's you today, Lord, give them the courage. I ask everybody to pray for whoever's beside you to give them courage. Right now, Lord, give them courage. Raise your hand and identify and say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you, Lord, for forgiveness of my sin. And if you're here today, you say, man, I, I just don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm everything else. Hey, don't leave here today without knowing. We never know what tomorrow's going to bring, but we can know who's bringing it. And we can have that relationship with him. Amen. If you're here today and you say, well, you know, I've done that, uh, buddy, but, you know, I, I've been wavering. I've been doing this. Well, guess what? Just jump back in the, in the boat. Lord, I ask you to build us up to be the church that you have us to be. Not just here. The body of Christ abroad. Lord, strengthen us, Lord. Strengthen each one here. I pray that they hear the message of redemption. I pray that they hear the message of love. I, I pray that they hear your message of forgiveness, Lord. And I pray that they exalt you, Lord, in everything they do. By calling on the name of Jesus, you can know that you're secure in Christ. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed.